Welcome to the Inspiring Minds Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and presented by the Edison Awards. Listen as Justin talks with innovators and pioneers that are changing the world around us. True modern-day Thomas Edison's walking among us. Guests will answer the most difficult of questions facing startups, established brands, and folks with great ideas that are just getting started. Learn how these amazing innovators have gone from concept to commercialization and what it took to get there. Take notes as they share with Justin how they navigated through research, development, and in true Thomas Edison fashion, marketed and sold their newfound innovations. You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast. Welcome back to this episode of Inspiring Minds. My name is Justin Starbird, and I'm excited to, because today I have the Executive Director of Marketing for Life Science for Olympus Corporation of Americas, David Rideout. David, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. It's an honor. Dave, uh, thanks for uh, being on. I was saying offline that uh, we've been really fortunate to have Olympus as a you know, nominating company and multiple Edison Award winner um, several times over the last few years. You know, this is uh, really neat to, to finally connect with you and, and, uh, and meet a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so Dave, tell me a little bit about, you know, what winning an Edison award has meant for a, a company like Olympus where you have, you know, so many different divisions, products, um, and, and different industries that you participate in. Well, I think for us, you know, as the, you know, we're, uh, Olympus is a large global med tech company and the life science microscopy group is, is not as uh, large a part of that as, as we're a medical device company. So it's nice that we're still as a hundred year old company still being recognized for innovation. I think our excellent objectives really broke barriers down in, in what is what's considered a kind of a staid uh, technology and optics, but we've uh, taken to a whole new level here and it's nice to be recognized for that. Awesome. And uh, what did your team think about, you know, finally getting that recognition for, for all the hard work? Well, I think they're excited. They're excited just to have, you know, it's always great to bring new products to market and get customer reactions. So this is just one more kind of cherry on top of the, uh, response we've seen for the excellent objectives. Awesome. Well, like I said, we're certainly thrilled to have had you participate and, and um, you know, be part of the awards. We have a lot of exciting things coming and I know you guys do as well, but you know, before we get into that, uh, tell me a little bit about your role at Olympus, Olympus and uh, what you do. Sure. I'm responsible for marketing strategy, product management and communications for the Olympus life science microscopy group in the Americas. In other words, my job is to bring the Olympus Life Science microscopes and other products to market and work with our headquarters in Japan to ensure the products we're developing meet the needs of the clinicians and researchers in the Americas. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that it was exciting to be a hundred year old company or older now rather um, and, and still you know, be being recognized for innovation. You know, tell us a little bit about uh, the life science division and, and what you actually oversee. Sure. Well, Olympus began as a microscope company back in uh, 1919, so we had our 100th anniversary last year. Um, for us, it's our focus is on clinicians, researchers, and pharmaceutical companies. And what that means is we're bringing solutions that we hope for clinicians, we're going to speed up diagnosis and accuracy of diagnosis, which we're trying to provide researchers with new tools to deepen our understanding of the human body and diseases that impact it and help pharmaceutical companies bring new therapies to market faster. And obviously all three of these are never been more important as we all kind of weather this new storm in our lives. 
No kidding. Um, you know, you guys are based in Japan, but you have obviously offices here in North America. It, you know, what has the, you know, response been from Olympus uh, to customers and, and really, you know, clients uh, globally? Well, I think that we've done a really nice job. We've been very conservative in how we've approached all of this, making sure the health of our, our employees came first. Um, the first thing we did when we shut down at this point, I think it's about 21 weeks ago now, across the country is we had all of our equipment, every piece of our product line delivered to somebody's house basically. And that was so we could still provide support, training, and even virtual demos while people were stuck at their houses or, or stuck at their offices without us being able to go there and, and support them directly. Um, it also looked a lot like we tried to, we provided free software loaners for customers who were locked out of their labs. We provided free microscopes, loaner microscopes in some cases for customers who didn't have access to their labs in order to continue their important work. Um, then it's now, it's a matter of, you know, as we kind of continue this much longer than we thought it, it would be, helping them to go back to work, helping them sterilize their microscopes, helping them learn to work in this new environment. And that's kind of our focus right now as far as, you know, how can we do more remote work when this is not ending as quickly as we all hoped it would. That is definitely the truth. It is not ending as quickly as any of us had hoped. Um, and it sounds like by, you know, basically creating programs on the fly, you've been able to, you know, meet the demands of clients and create solutions as they come up. Is that about accurate? It is. It's been a, it's as bad as it's been, it's, it's been an exciting time. Um, it's funny. We all thought we'd work from home, we'd be working less and we're working far more, unfortunately. Because so nobody sleeps now, right? And that, yeah. Now you get emails at two in the morning. I know commute. You don't have to commute anymore. So that's all work time. Right. Um, plus, I haven't worn a collar in five months. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's been, uh, the, the world's changing. It's, you know, a big part of our business is the, is the clinical pathology space. And that's evolving far more quickly than it would have under normal circumstances with the advent of digital pathology, with the FDA providing new guidance on what can and can't be used for digital pathology. It's making things move pretty quick. Yeah. Um, how would you say you're, I mean, no one was prepared for this, right? But, you know, based on the culture that you've cultivated at Olympus, you know, how did that kind of um, work into being able to meet the demands of the clients um, on the fly and, and really, you know, not only seeing the opportunities, but seizing them to uh, assist as they wanted to continue their work? Well, I think it comes back down to our, our tagline we've used for the last five or six years has been your science matters. And, you know, I came from the industrial background. So moving into the life science uh, five or six group, five or six years ago, it's, it's, it's working with people who are trying to, you know, cure Alzheimer's, cure cancer, and now, you know, find a cure for, for uh, COVID-19. And so everything we do is with that your science matters mindset. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was just natural to do everything we could to make sure the work our, 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 our customers and our users are doing continues as best as they can in this kind of time. Yeah. You, now, the innovation approach that you take, you know, both in life science and as a, as a company, how had that approach, or if you could tell us a little bit about that approach and, you know, then how you applied it internally to, you know, assist uh, as the world changed? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's twofold. First, it's, it's been about, you know, being with our customers, listening to our customers, understanding uh, their journey or their process and kind of where we could add value, whether that's, you know, making solutions that are easier to use so the technology is more accessible, making solutions that more closely match someone's workflow for ergonomics, for efficiency. Um, and then just trying to understand kind of where, where they're going to make sure we are finding the tools they need in a timely fashion. 
Um, and just to give an example, we launched the VS200 whole slide imaging system last year. And a couple of things we did there, we looked at the customer, it was very close cooperation between ourselves and the R&D group in Germany. And we looked at, you know, how can we improve whole slide imaging? Bigger picture was let's do a system that can do multiple imaging techniques, can really aid multiplexing. But it was also minor things like we installed an automatic oil dispenser just to make it easier to use, make the workflow less messy. Mm -hmm. And how did that, you know, translate into, I don't want to say recent success, but you know, how did that translate into, uh, you know, taking that, that approach uh, as you started getting calls and like you said, people weren't in their, uh, in their labs, they weren't able to, you know, go to the office. How did that help? Really for us, it's been about just uh, not getting stuck in our own rules, being in a hundred year old company and a very large company, we have plenty of rules, but we pivoted very well to adapt while still being compliant to make sure we could do our best to serve our customers during these unique circumstances. Um, it's been a close cooperation between, you know, corporate governance and sales and marketing to make sure that we're providing everything we can to ease this period. That you make a good point about the collaboration between, you know, departments and, and, um, different, uh, elements within the business, the innovations that you're, continuing to you know, push and strive for new products that are coming out. How do you take those um, you know, ideas, those concepts, and then you know, commercialize them? Where does that go you know, within Olympus related to you know, creating a story you know, behind them to actually you know, generate sales? Well, I think, I mean, for us, it starts right from the very beginning of the product development. I don't think if you're not thinking about how you're going to bring the product to market, you'll very good chance that by the end, the product you want to bring to market won't match the customer's needs. So the mm -hmm. first step is once again, just understanding the customer and, and what their challenges and frustrations are and what opportunities we can help to, sorry, what areas we can, we can contribute to make their work more successful. Sure. Um, this involves, you know, examining what technologies we have, um, one of the advantages of being a large optical company is we can steal ideas and um, work done by other groups. And then it's it's also being realizing that, you know, a hundred year old microscope company, the answer is not always a microscope. You know, we brought a product out this past year for test marketing in the US, which is the uh, Olympus Pro V CM20 incubation monitoring system. And this solution allows research to monitor cell growth without taking the cells out of the incubator, which can potentially damage or contaminate them. Sure. Very important during a, uh, you know, when you're dealing with something you don't want to touch very often, especially nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I, I you know, and what kind of uh, testimonials do you get? Like, you know, I, I've got to imagine it's, you know, you, you mentioned it's a lot of fun to come to work now that um, you're actually making more progress and, and there's less, I don't know, bureaucracy, I guess, in, in, in all of the, the work that you're doing. But, you know, what kind of feedback are you getting from clients that, you know, clearly what you've done is um, for creating and providing solutions has led to them, you know, furthering their projects? Yeah, I think it's, we actually created the Your Science Matters campaign um, or tagline really just to celebrate that piece mm -hmm. and let our users talk about their science. Because that's in the end, it's, it's you know, I don't, I don't want them talking about the Fobia 3000 necessarily. I want them talking about the things they did with it, right? Sure. The breakthroughs they made. And that's what this is really all about. 
Now, do you find that with these types of projects and the types of clients that uh, you interact with and, and um, you know, uh, really iterate with, do you find, uh, you know, that there's a certain type of story that works best or, you know, that, that resonates, um, you know, both with your customers and then potentially to their end customers? I'd say there's a story. I think it's, you know, our, the old times, the old, you know, way of doing marketing and involving, you know, ads and online or print or trade shows. We still do that stuff, but it really is about most of the work we do now is about creating collateral and content that will help them do their jobs, mm-hmm. help them better understand what's happening in the, in the optical field. And so I don't think it's so much a story as it is a commitment to help them with their science to well, be the thought leader, right? I mean, that's what you're really doing. Yeah, we, that's our goal, of course. Is to, yeah. you, know, we, you can't just do that. You have to. You can't just say it. You have to actually get out there and talk it. <laughs> now, what kind of partnerships have you created as a result of that? I mean, I got to imagine it's neat to speak with those doctors and clinicians that are on the front lines, not just of what's going on with COVID and, and the pandemic, but also like you were mentioning, they're solving, you know, um, cancer and other uh, very you know, degenerative diseases. What is that like? What kind of partnerships have you created there? I think we have two, we have two probably in the U.S. that are most prominent. We have what we call the Enlopes Discovery Center. We work with uh, a couple institutions to just kind of provide them the latest technology they need to uh, drive their research. Probably the more ambitious program is we have uh, with USC and the it's called the USC Olympus Innovations Partnership. Mm-hmm. And that is work we're doing with uh, researchers at USC to dig into precision medicine for cancer research. And so we work closely with them to make sure they have all the latest technologies mm-hmm. across the Olympus platforms, as well as find ways we can help them do new things. Is that something that you're anticipating rolling out to other campuses and other partners or? It's pretty special. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's as much a plan as it is. It was an opportunity, a relationship we developed and well, to see how it goes. I think I think for sure the whole pandemic kind of threw that off a bit because there was going to be a, a grand, I believe, a grand opening here at some point mm-hmm. uh, in the last in the spring, which didn't happen. So we're still in the in the, in the kind of the initial phases of it. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, certainly being together and and realizing that in person is is so unique, and it's um, got to create a lot of passion within the company too. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, the tagline that you use, uh, your science matters. Can, you know, you've been using that for a little while. Uh, it is it, clearly um, resonated as, you know, we've gone through the last several months, but um, it's also been a big part of some of the successes over the last few years. What has that meant to Olympus? Mental Olympus. It, it drives everything we do from R&D center in, in Tokyo or Germany to the sales and, and service and application people in the field here in the U.S. or throughout the globe. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it makes a very clear priority what our, what, our, what our goal was in life. And by keeping that in mind, we always make the best decision for our customers. Yeah, that's, I, you know... It's really neat to hear that, right? Because with a hundred year old company, but where you're innovating and iterating each day to, 
you know, maximize the solutions and the opportunities that you have, you know, it's going to also be exciting um, to, to feel like a hundred year old startup all the time too, where you're, you know, you're seeing um, solutions to problems that people didn't even know existed. No, it is. It's, it's funny. Cause I, when I, I came from a, a small company in semiconductor original Olympus about 15 years ago, and it was, a it was different. It was a, it was a, it was a shock in some ways. And what I've seen over the last 15 years of evolution, especially in the last couple of years is, is Olympus is really trying to transform into a far more agile company than we've ever been before. Mm -hmm. It's been exciting to watch. Well, you, how so? Like, what are some of the, what are some of the milestones that you think you've, that have really uh, shown those as, uh, you know, that, that cultural shift pivoting? Well, I think the, the most obvious ones is we've, we've really focused on making sure the right people are, are in the right positions, wherever they may be. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Olympus corporate right now, it's now a, a very diverse group of people, um, both Americans, Europeans, Japanese. It's, it's really getting the best people, uh, the newest ideas in the right places. Has that translated to, you know, improving the business development and the sales strategy as well once things are commercialized? I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're really thinking about commercialization from the inception. So how do you go about, you know, actually creating those plans and, and taking into account, you know, those different, um, not just processes, but, you know, uh, making sure that, that people understand that, that you're there to create solutions, not just for profit. I think um, for us, it's, 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 it's really developing that close relationship between the R&D center, corporate headquarters, and the people who are in the field talking to customers. And we did that this year. We kind of formalized all that with now global working groups, which are meeting almost weekly, mm -hmm. and talking about our products that are near term, but also products that are much further out what we're seeing. And so, you know, something seen in, in, in Germany or seen in China, we can talk about that now and kind of brainstorm how to best uh, bring that to market faster. Sure. And now, you know, where you guys are, uh, and I say you uh, collectively, I know Olympus is huge, but, you know, you are uh, working on uh, new concepts, you're going through, you know, new innovations and iterations, bringing those eventually to, um, you know, do um, uh, testing and then, and then bringing them to, to market. What kind of uh, shared success can you uh, you know, give to startups as they're getting ready to, to venture out into, you know, into the market or, you know, what kind of uh, advice can you give them to be on the lookout for? Yeah, I think as long as you, you focus on what the customer needs, um, you stay close to the customer throughout. Um, it's, it's very easy to kind of talk to the customer when you first start product development and then kind of go off on your own little, into your own little world and come back with a product and the world changes very quickly. So it's about keeping, <laughs> really close ties to your customers as you go along, gut checking or checking, not gut checking, checking with them as, you, as you're developing new ideas to see if they're, they're still relevant. Because the goal was to have a product that really resonates when it hits the market. And that doesn't happen, you know, without a lot of contact. Yeah, well, you know, gut check isn't inaccurate though. No. <laughs> every now, every now, yeah. uh, you know, um, that's uh, certainly something that uh, you know the team needs every now and again, especially as you're valuing new projects. So, what's next for Olympus and the life science uh, team? I think the next steps for us is as we're we're looking at um, the evolving digital pathology market and what that means now that the COVID's changed that um, 
the regulatory environment, we have our next immediate thing is to kind of figure out how we best adapt to that. Yeah. It's a, it's a big piece for right now. Absolutely. So will we be seeing, you know, the Edison Awards nominations are going to open here very shortly. Are we going to see anything new from the, from the Olympus team this year? Um, too early to say. Okay. Well, COVID, uh, COVID threw a lot of plans awry. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we've been looking at is one of our new categories this year is actually going to be um, COVID innovations, um, very specific to this year and celebrate some of the you know, good news that has come out, um, uh, you know, from this pandemic. So, you know, hopefully there's something there for Olympus and, you know, Dave, really, really appreciate your time today and joining me on the Inspiring Minds podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have been listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast presented by the Edison Awards. On behalf of our guest today and host, Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Edison Awards. If you have a great guest idea or want to share your inspiring story, please email Justin at justin at edisonawards.com for consideration. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast.